0: In Parshat Toledot, a famine struck the promised land. We're going to pick up in Genesis, chapter 26, verses 1 through 5. And there was a famine in the land, beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, under Gerar. And Yahweh appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and will bless thee. For unto thee, and unto thy seed, I will give all these countries and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father, and I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge and commandments, my statutes and my laws. The Almighty told Isaac that he must not leave the promised land. God connected that command to stay in the land with the promise he had made to Abraham to give this land to him and his descendants. In last week's Torah portion, Chai Sarah, Abraham told his servant to find a wife for Isaac. But Abraham warned the servant twice not to take Isaac out of the Promised Land. In this week's portion, the Almighty himself warns Isaac not to leave the Promised Land. So Isaac was born in the land, died in the land, and never left the land. Obviously, that wasn't true of Abraham, who journeyed to the land, and it wasn't true of Jacob, who went to live with his uncle Laban. Why was Isaac forbidden to leave the land? There's a Jewish commentary that says that Isaac could not leave the land because sacrifices must stay in the land. Perhaps this is the reason, or part of the reason, but there's a profound truth attached to the promised land. Obviously, Abraham considered the land special. This was something God promised him. This is why he left his native land in Mesopotamia, to go to a land I will show you. More importantly, however, the Almighty considered this land important to Himself, to God, and this land will always be important to Him. After our 400 years of captivity in Egypt, Moses comments on the Promised Land on his last day on earth. In Deuteronomy chapter 11, we read in verses 7 through 12, But your eyes have seen all the great acts of Yahweh which He did. Therefore shall ye keep all the commandments which I command you this day, that ye may be strong, and go in and possess the land, whither ye go to possess it, that ye may prolong your days in the land, which Yahweh swore unto your fathers to give unto them, and to their seed, a land that flows with milk and honey. For the land whither thou goest in to possess it, is not as the land of Egypt, from whence ye came out, where thou sowest thy seed, and waterest it with thy foot, as a garden of herbs. But the land whither ye go to possess, it is a land of hills and valleys, and drinks water of the rain of heaven a land which Yahweh their God careth for. The eyes of Yahweh their God are always upon it, from the beginning of the year even unto the end of the year. The land of Israel represents one of God's most repeated promises throughout all the scriptures. The Almighty's very reputation and faithfulness rest on His word being true. And the Almighty swore to give this land to us. We must believe that God intended Israel to possess the land. Yes, Eretz Israel, the land of Israel, is a special land to God, and it will always remain a special land to Him. And since it's special to God, it should be special to anyone who loves God as well and believes in God's promises.